0: One of the reasons we romanticize these Wild West robbers is that they were good marketers. At least in choosing their nicknames. There's something about a wild bunch with names like Kid Curry or Flat Nose that just draws you in. Maybe it's because their leader was literally a branding expert. His reverse E or box E cattle brand was unmistakable and rumored to be the inspiration for M&M's logo. Back. Back, Don't quote us back. on that. Tell a friend. Friend. Or it could be the lore that surrounds them, wondering if they actually died or if their female companions were even real. Any of these tales could be worthy of their own episode, And when you roll up all the stories, you can understand why Butch Cassidy is the most infamous outlaw of the Wild Wild West. He is one of the most popular and enduring icons of the American West. The gentleman bandit who charmed his way through life, always keeping one step ahead of the law. With his fabled Wild Bunch, he terrorized the banks and the railway companies during the closing decade of the 19th century. Butch Cassidy wasn't the first one to rob a bank. And like others, he got his start at a young age. He's stealing a pair of pants and some pie and then leaving an IOU. Which might sound tame, but is pretty risky for a 14 year old boy born 123 years to the day after Thomas Jefferson in a small Mormon town of Beaver, Utah. He didn't want to be a criminal. Butch Cassidy was trying to make a career as a rancher. He was the eldest of 13 kids and was just trying to help his family. But ranching is one of those jobs that just attracts all kinds of characters. One such character was Matt Warner, a racehorse owner who would later go on to become sheriff. He was also Butch's first partner in crime. In 1889, Butch Cassidy did his first bank robbery, and it was a big score he was able to get $21,000, which is well over half a million dollars today. Over the next few years, Butch would grow his criminal empire with more robberies and investing in hideouts that would serve as the headquarters for all kinds of legitimate businesses like cattle ranching and not legitimate businesses like charging other ranchers for protection. It was this that introduced him to Ann Bissett, a second-generation cattle rancher and outlaw, who, like Butch, also had a taste for living outside the law. <coughs> dating in the 1890s would be pretty hard. There were no dating apps, and you just needed to find someone who would accept your semi-derelict life. Anne and Butch were the perfect couple. Even Ann's sister was part of the wild bunch. Here's where things get really wild and said, the partner of Butch Cassidy, was also allegedly at a place, the partner of the Sundance Kid. Reports from Pinkertons, a private detective agency, give almost identical descriptions. Both had classic good looks and were well-articulated and intelligent. Both had the same hair color. And this was before you could buy a box of dye at the drugstore. Both were known to be a good shot with a rifle while riding a horse. And both were known to be polygamist, which was rare even for someone from a Mormon town. Even their records seem to never place them in the same place at the same time. The biggest flaw in this theory comes near the end of our story, when Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid fled to South America at the turn of the century to get away from the heat that was now on them after a lucrative career, with some scores being as big as $2 million in today's money, from banks owned by wealthy businessmen, the kind that wear top hats and have a monocle and mustache, looking like the Monopoly man. They attracted the attention of the Pinkerton's best detectives. They'd stop at nothing to find the wild bunch. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid needed to get out of America, but Ambasset stayed in the US. So trading one America for another, they lamb it to South America, getting on a boat, sailing towards Argentina. This was an adventurous time. Two years before the first flight, and more than a decade before the Titanic would set sail, it's not luxury travel. You can probably imagine how the next few years went, the heat is off, and nobody knows just how wanted you are. Robberies are easy again. When a courier delivering payroll on a mule to a silver mine in Bolivia was robbed by two masked Americans, who else could it be but Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Who else would take the money and the mule to ride off on? The mule was spotted a few days later with the unmistakable brand from the mine. Once word got out the robbers had been spotted, the whole town was on them, including the mayor, who brought cavalry and soldiers. After an intense shootout and surrounding the house, there was a break in the fighting in the middle of the night. At around 2 a.m., the mayor, who had also joined the fight, heard three loud screams and two shots. The next day, they found two bodies, with a ton of bullet wounds in the arms and legs, and two more fatal shots one in the forehead and one in the temple. The official story is that they went out Romeo and Juliet style. With Butch Cassidy putting his friend out of his misery and then taking his own life with a final bullet. The bodies of these two outlaws were buried in a local cemetery and almost 90 years later they were attempted to be found. Armed with the DNA from known living relatives, archaeologists were unable to make a match. This only fueled the rumors of their survival well into the 1920s, and as late as after the Second World War. The legacy of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid can even be seen to this day in their home state of Utah. Have you ever heard of the Sundance Film Festival? It was started by Robert Redford, who named it after he played Sundance Kid. If you're looking for a fulfillment center or 3PL for your brand, Shipoff is presenting Original Heist. You need somewhere secure to store your products and ship them from Santa Monica to Montreal? Mention Original Heist for $500 worth of shipping credits to get you started. Original Heist is hosted by me, Wes Barker, mixed and sound designed by Amon Delich, and written by Lucas Walker.